What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go, go. We are bringing out a dynamic duo, okay? So the first one has multiple Grammys, um, one being for Usher's Raymond versus Raymond. Okay, very exciting. So the dynamic duo also includes a woman who you guys will know from the popular show of Love and Hip Hop, as well as she does music and she acts. And so we're super excited to bring them up to discuss how to make money in the entertainment industry. So without further ado, we have Drummer Boy and Jessica Don. Can you help her up the stairs? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show. Thank How you guys you. feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great. Blessed. Can't complain. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Y'all look like money. Oh, come on. Man. Like, Thank you. Money said y'all came here looking like money. I ain't you always got to compliment the situation. You got to compliment. <laughs> yeah. We just a compliment. You know what I'm saying? Love it. We love it. Well, super excited to have you guys here. So, we know that you guys have recently launched a podcast, mm -hmm. Beauty and the Beats. And that's what makes you guys the dynamic duo. Yeah. Can you tell us how you guys linked up on that? Well, we are both from Memphis. Drama and I are both from Memphis. Mm -hmm. And we've been knowing each other for a while. And I was at House of Fresh, his, um, his, yeah, your app lunch at your store. And I was doing an interview and he was standing back there like, damn, sound good on the camera. And I was like, thank you, Drew. <laughs> and somebody said, y'all should do a podcast. And we just started talking about it. And Drama, one of them people, when you say do it, he just executes it and does it. I was like, Drama, I just want to show up, man. I don't want no responsibilities now. <laughs> and he made it happen. So I'm appreciative for the opportunity to do it. Already, that's, that's pretty much, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I remember posting something on the Instagram. And I was like, man, if I do a podcast, what would I call it? You know what I'm saying? And I love involving the people. I love involving the audience. You know what I'm saying? And um, just all these comments coming through, all these comments coming through, da, da, da. And somebody was like, Beauty and the Beast. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, now, when I heard the name, I'm like, Beauty and the Beast, y'all snap with that one. Y'all snap with that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So but here we are. Thank you to our fan, whoever gave us the idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you, brought, you are both you know, respectfully famous in your own right. So, Drummer, why don't you tell us about how you got started in your music career and how you got to where you are today. Um, and then, Jessica, we'll let you do the same. But you all are very prominent figures, so just give us that story. Man, I came up, you know, basically, you know, R.I.P. my, my older brother, Insane Wayne. Um, but a lot of people familiar with him, you know what I'm saying? And I came up, you know, under his guidance. I started working with this cat named Yo Gotti. Uh, we made a lot of history together, a lot of street anthems that, that got me going through the hood. And um, it, it took on the likings of God, uh, Jeezy, Pastor Troy, um, Block, ENT. So when I came to Atlanta, one of the first songs that I did for Pastor Troy was Make Them Get Their Money Right. It was a strip club anthem. I was 19 at the time, you know oh, what I'm man, saying? Man, got it. <laughs> I wasn't even old enough to get in the strip club, but, you know, it, it taught me a lot about, you know, just 
how music circulated through the strip clubs and whatnot, you know, just even a stripper requ requesting your music on her set <laughs> puts so many other eyes on your music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're like, damn, okay, who is that? You know what I'm saying? And when females get to request your music, I think, you know, the, the fellas just jump on in. Yeah. You know they they want what the girls like, you know what, you know what I mean? And, 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 and DJs play what the girls like, you know, they, they play what the crowd likes, you know, more importantly. So, you know, I made music for the crowds, you know what I'm saying? I help a lot of trap rappers uh, tell their story, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, transition to, you know, music is my revenue. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And then we went on to real estate and things, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, we'll get that. Yeah. Solid. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. Well, <laughs> my story is a little long, like dramas, but um, I'm from Memphis. I basically did a lot of things like growing up, like college, stuff like that. But I wasn't really into it as far as like going to school. I, I knew the work, but I didn't like going. Yeah. So I was kind of venturing into my own thing. And I had a couple of homegirls that uh, were already in Miami. And they were like, uh, Dime, we heard you be dibbling and dabbling in the strip club because I was like a fake stripper like I wasn't really into it like that but I was like let me go get a coin so they were like it's money down here in Miami come down here dance I was like mm, okay they my homegirls from Memphis I trust them went down there started like just working in a hood club. Okay, not, started this off. Is not King of no, this is not King of <laughs> Diamonds. A lot of people get that twisted. I didn't start off at King of Diamonds. King of Diamonds wasn't even thought of yet. Okay. I started off at Take One. If you look that up, it's like super hood. Somebody said, Yeah, <laughs> it's super hood. That's why I became Dime Piece at. And it was all the people in Miami was just so welcoming. They was almost like Memphis people to me. They were so nice and cool, even in the hood. Like, I like the food. I'm like, I love this. This is it. But I end up just getting acquainted with different people, getting to know different people and they started asking me to do videos and stuff like that. And I was like, is it money involved? <laughs> if it's not, I don't want to do it. Yeah. So they started saying, yeah, it's money involved. So I remember um, I went and did a Rick Ross video. Trina, me and Trina became real cool. Ooh. And I started doing her videos. Whenever she called me and asked me to do them, I was like, yes, I'll come. And I would be so excited and go and do that. And then we go into the King of Diamonds era. When it started becoming a little bit more popular for us to be dancers and stuff like that and be in videos and stuff like that and they start following the Monday Night Boxing because of Wayne or Drake saying it in a song mm -hmm. and we kind of just came popular for some reason yeah. it's, it's a lot of us that came out of there that just went crazy I don't know it was a blessing and a, and a curse at the same time because it was like you a stripper but then we wanted to transition to other things Ooh. I didn't even know a pole trick so I was like, oh, I'm making money, but I don't make money like them. I just make money because my how I am and I know relationships and stuff like that. So I started dipping and dabbing and going across the street to the studio. 
recording music because I already had music in me. My uncle was a blues singer. I already had friends that rapped back in Memphis that I used to try to be their manager and stuff like that. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to try it. And I tried it. And Trina was real supportive in the beginning. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to try it. I hit up Gangsta Boo, did a record with her. And I was just having so much money to I just started paying for my rap myself. Just started paying for my studio time, paying for my videos, paying Boo for verses, paying, doing whatever I had to do and love a hip hop call. And no, I'm skipping some. I got signed three months into rapping. I got signed to Flow Rider. Wow. Yeah, wow. I got shout out to Flow, Freezy, Strong Arm, all them. They were my day ones. So I got signed to them. We, I went on the road with him. We're performing a whole lot of different places. You know, everything happens for a reason. We went our separate ways. We're still good to this day. And that's when Love and Hip Hop called. Got on Love and Hip Hop. And it's been since, you know, that's probably where everybody pretty much know me from, right. from that. Got so you were in Miami when you got the call? No, I was already done with Miami. I kind of was like in a transition. I was like, um, I had just decided not to be signed anymore. And I was kind of back and forth back in Memphis. And I was like, what am I going to do next? You know, like, what's next? Do I keep rapping? Do I stop? Whatever. And Love and Hip Hop hit me up. And I went and did an interview, and they picked me, and it was from all from there. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a personal financial advisor that you could ask questions to to help you navigate, you know, spending decisions, help you, you know, figure out investments that make sense for you to help you achieve financial success? Well, you no longer have to wonder that because we created that inside the Melanin Millionaires Club with our flagship feature, Pocket Advisor. With Pocket Advisor, it's just like it sounds. You have an advisor right in your pocket where you can ask a real expert, real questions in real time to help you navigate your journey towards financial success. So if you want to learn more about that, click the link in the show notes, go to melaninmoney.com forward slash pocket advisor to learn how you can get an advisor in your pocket for less than $2 a day. Okay. I got a question for both of y'all that I think is very interesting. When, when was so drum you got access first when was well, how much was your first big check like that first big bag and what did you do with it i was just in the back chatting about with her like man my dad actually made a bet with me you know what i mean i'm i'm a gambler i love betting on you know things that i can control uh so you know i'm in college university of memphis i grew up on the campus my dad is a first chair uh, clarinetist in the Memphis Symphony Orchestra. You know, he's a professor at the University of Memphis. So he, he taught. I, I grew up on the campus. I ain't had no babysitters. University of Memphis was one of my babysitters. Gotcha. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the church, you know what I mean? Aunties, uncles, family members were my babysitters. So uh, when I graduated high school, I went to University of Memphis. And mind you, I've already had so much training and homeschool training from my father because he the professor. So it was a lot of things that I didn't need to school for because I already had that. Gotcha. Um, so I was kind of bored, you know what I mean? And back and forth to Atlanta, uh, moving around and whatnot. My junior year, I ended up getting kicked out due to unattendance, long story short. And my dad didn't find out about it until about three months into the six month suspension. <laughs> So the whole time, down. yeah, the, yeah, I'm halfway down, and he, <laughs> but he cool with the dean of the university, so I, I, I couldn't believe, you know, we made it 
uh, that far. You know what I mean? But um, he found out, you know, of course he's pissed. He's, he's, you know, embarrassed. You know what I mean? And he's like, I don't care where you are, man. I need to see you tonight. And I'm in Atlanta. But, you know, I, I had so much respect for my father because he taught me so much. He taught me the foundation of music and music theory and just everything. Like, it's a lot. That's a longer story. Right. But long story short, um, I drove to Memphis. It's about a five and a half hour drive just because I was that confident in who I was. Right. I was like, man, my dad ain't talking about shit. What, yeah. you, what, you, what you mean? All right, where you at? I pull up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm 19. Yeah. I got the biggest strip club in Atlanta. I got the biggest song in the strip club in Atlanta. You know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. And um, my dad is like, man, what's going on? We sit down at the table. And he asked me, like, what's going on? And, you know, most parents are just concerned about what you're doing with your time. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you doing? And we really weren't communicating. I never even told him that I was drummer boy or, or that I made beats or made music because I wanted my name to get to a certain level before, you. before he would even take it seriously. So... You know, I had about $10,000 cash in my pocket. He was talking all this, you ain't going to be shit type of shit. You ain't going to make it where you're going. You're going down the wrong roads and things like that. And I pulled out $10,000 cash. And he was like, that ain't, you can't buy your mama the house she want. Mm-hmm. You ain't got no debit card. I didn't have a bank account. Yeah, yeah, $10,000, no bank account, no debit card. No, I'm 19, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't buy your mama the house you want. You can't buy, you know, you ain't got no debit card. You don't have, you know, credit. Yeah. But you the big bad wolf, you know. I can't tell you nothing. You, 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 are drama boy, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Show me a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account in a year. And if you don't, we gonna fight. My dad was a boxer too on the side, so yeah. you know, he was ready. No gloves, by the way. No gloves, is you know. Nice. Uh, yeah, he was ready to, you know, fuck me up. But um, ten months later, I remember stepping to him with one hundred fifty thousand in my bank account, and we've been best friends ever hey. since. So. Hey. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah, that's a good story, man. That's a good story. Okay, well, my first big check. Uh, it's it's been so spread out for so long. You get so many big checks for so long. My <laughs> no, no, I'm not even saying that. When you say like big check, like I can say strip club money that I made that was like thousands and yeah. thousands of dollars. So I would say my first big big amount of money leaving the club because that was like my first big pot of money. Uh, one night working all white Jeezy. They had Jeezy there that night. It was an all-white affair. I left the club with $32,000 in one night. And I was in a pal with six other girls. Jesus Christ. Hey, all right. What's going on, guys? George Pong here, and I am the founder of Melanin Money, the number one brand for wealth builders of color. You know, I look at wealth building like a sport. In every sport, you got to have a uniform. And so what is the official uniform for wealth builders of color? That's where Melanin Money comes in. So if you go to MelaninMoney.com and use code MELANIN15, you'll get 15% off your order of the entire store. And I think you're going to absolutely love our latest additions, right? It's literally a um, productized emotion of what it feels like to build black wealth, right? But you get to wear it 
Um, you get to share the world, like your hard work that you're doing on this journey of building wealth. And we can't wait for you to join Team Black Wealth by shopping melaninmoney.com. Everybody, that's hey, everybody, that's how they drop about two hundred. Add that up. Add that up. It's about a, a quarter. King of Diamonds days, though. Okay. This is the King of Diamonds days. This was um, I didn't, I don't remember seeing a rapper in the building except Jeezy, and Jeezy didn't throw a dollar. It was regular guys, regular men that we see every day spending money with us. That was waiting on their all white affair, and they did not spend a dollar to Jeezy walked on the stage. Wow! So we were just sitting there, so. We was like, oh my God, we not finna make no money. Where's the money? Jeezy walked out, they all white everything, we got it, play, and it looked like snow. And that night I left with 32 grand. That's, that's, wow. a, good, that's yeah. a good night. So <laughs> so somewhere along the line, you guys both fell in love with multiple streams of revenue, mm-hmm. right? So for you, drummer boy, what was the first uh, branch for you? So you started producing music and you were getting a check from that, right? And then you grew beyond that. What was that story? Um, I would say, honestly, the first branch, the, the, the biggest branch for me has been House of Fresh, the fashion, opening a store. You know, I've been, my first job was just for feet. That was the first place I was working before my music popped off. And I was good with selling shoes. You know, I was good with selling deals. Uh, and, you know, Whatever your budget is, we're going to make it happen. What you come in with, hey, I only got $80 on my card. You know, da, 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 I need to get three pairs of shoes for my kids. Da, da, da. Okay, well, we're going to have to go over here on the clearance. Your kids ain't going to be happy, but you're going to be happy with what you come out of here with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a lot of times the little, the little, the little <laughs> niggas are like, man, I want the George, man. I want the Jays. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I'm motivating mama to come get these bobos of these, you know, these, you know? Yeah. But, you know, that just being able to deliver, you know what I'm saying, and then putting, you know, a, a sneaker cleaner with a shoe or putting an outfit, you know what I mean, or a hat or whatnot with the yeah. shoe, you know what I mean, and accessories. I became the number one shoe salesman at Just For Feet, you know what I mean. Ask Cordova, ask, ask Memphis about me when it comes to this fashion, you know what I mean. And, um, you know, I was just always wanted to bring that back throughout the music. Um, I, I get so many free clothes from... LRG to Nautica to Polo to Nike to Jordan to Penny to, you know, I got a lot of relationships, you know what I mean? And I wanted to, you know, start that uh, and and give back to the community and be able to deliver my relationships to the public. So I opened up House of Fresh and uh, here we are going into our five-year anniversary, man. House of Fresh is amazing, so y'all check it out when you're in Atlanta. We had the BET gifting experience, by the way. Okay. It's crazy. Nice. Some of everybody came through, a lot of comedians, artists, actors, singers, songwriters. It was it was action-packed. So follow us on the ground at House of Fresh ATL. House yeah. of Fresh ATL. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's a stigma in like the, the music slash entertainment industry with like, or even even in athletics, like a lot of fast money comes, but it also kind of goes. So what has been some of the biggest lessons you guys have learned about getting money and how you've been able to manage it and keep it versus like seeing it go out the door? Mm. Well, with me, I feel like I had a lot of um, experience with it coming from not even stripping, just coming from 
my jobs before that, like I was a waitress. My family, they got a barbecue place in Memphis in the airport, well, it was in the airport. And I used to work there most of the day and I made so much tips so fast at the airport because you know, everybody's turning tables so fast. Maybe like three or $400 a day, just in tips, that was pretty good for oh, yeah. a waitress. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, this is good, but it made me be like, I like fast money. I like for money to come in, come in, come in fast, which genuated over, <laughs> went over to the strip club era of me wanting to have fast money and keeping it. But I used to always be the type of person that I never spend more than I know I'm going to make back. Like, okay. you know, like if I, if I know I pay my rent back then, I'm paying my rent, I pay for my hair to get done, my nails, pay to work, do that. You know, I know I got to go to work and make double this amount of money to cover what I've already spent. So I always look ahead of stuff and make sure, okay, I'm not going to, I feel like I'm broke if I got $20,000. What's up, guys? Have you ever been just like chilling on the couch and trying to find something to watch on Netflix and you're browsing, you're scrolling, and you just can't seem to find anything that you either, one, haven't already watched or just doesn't seem that interesting? Well, I have the solution for you because if you're listening to the Melanin Money Show, then I know that you care about taking your financial life to the next level. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flicks. So instead of Netflix and chill, you can Financial Flicks and chill. And you can find on-demand videos across personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship. And right now, you can test drive Financial Flicks for just a dollar by clicking the link in the show notes. Go to melaninmoney.com forward slash financial flicks and check out all of the on-demand videos we have plus all the other features that you'll get access to by joining today you know so yeah. i you know i'd be like oh this is terrible like what is going that's on okay. like, um, you know i used to feel like this i'm going downhill so yeah. Yeah, yeah but 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 it'll be people that know my business and be like girl you ain't broke you got twenty thousand dollars in your account i'd be like that's not enough money that's you know that's like, not yeah, yes yeah, yeah. like i'm all the way in another city by myself you know yeah. i have to have a lot of money on me at one time so i just learned how to like manage money early and then when music came around I always was the type of person that I didn't want to split anything I always wanted all the money I want to see it so that's why I was always independent I always want to upload my own music I want to see it come to my bank account I want to see what I'm making then I can pay whoever I need to pay out of that you know what yeah. I'm saying so all of everything I've learned or down the line has all trickled to my music career and me handling my business as far as music I had to have everything in line you know it's just like a a business of my real estate business because my husband and I we have houses in Memphis we re you know we we fix them up we sell them stuff yeah. like that but music is just as important with the business part of Absolutely. you have to have your LLCs together you have to have your sync licensing together you have to have everything together or you'll get pretty much gypped out of all your money yes. and you won't know what happened to it mm. so most important I, your ownership and your ownership masters mm. all that type of stuff you gotta know your know what you're talking about and know what you're doing when you get into music because it can get tricky. Yeah, yeah, Joe, I want your input on that because um, I know I have some friends in the music industry, my cousin's an artist, and one thing I know is that they get these advances which they think are a lot of money, but they don't read the contract and see how much the labels own. You have to recoup. Yeah, exactly. So he you explain on that? Like, what's some things you've seen in, in the music industry go wrong with some artists? Um, I mean, a lot of times, like, the, the first thing I see, honestly, you know, artists get caught up in what they supposed to look like. Mm. Yeah. So 
you get 250. And that's being that's being modest. Yeah, that's I've seen that. a lot of artists take 50, 30s, 20s, and 10s. Mm. But let's say you got 250. First thing you're gonna do is buy $100,000 in jewelry. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta have something to roll with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, whether you a felon or licensed to carry, you're gonna go buy a few things to protect yourself. You know, just yeah. typical artists, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, right. Okay, you got all these things, now you renting <laughs> an apartment. Mm -hmm. So you got the Bentley with all these chains <laughs> the and woo -woo -woo <laughs> an apartment. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's, that's supposed to be garage action, you know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, a lot of times I motivate guys to, you know, get their tour set up, get your merch set up, you know what I mean? And set up a few multiple revenue streams to, you know, align yourself and mind you whether you want to rent, um, nothing wrong with renting to figure out where you want to be you know, and learn the city. You knew you you just got to Atlanta, so I understand you might want not want to come to Atlanta buying. I did the same thing, uh, renting a few different places and whatnot to, to, to fill the grounds. But you want to set up the tour, you want to set up the merch, you want to set up, you know, multiple revenue streams that'll back whatever you want to do, whether you want to travel, whether you want to, you know, you're doing shows, the shows might be coming in how you want them, they might not. And that quarter million, with that that covers their recording. I mean, they got to use that for their recording too, the right? The quarter million is recoup. You have to recoup. You have to make that 250 back. Mm. So if you don't make that 250 back out of them three projects that you drop, then you probably get dropped, and then they'll write you off as a negative. You know, mm -hmm. we'll write uh, it's tax deductible, yeah. tax deductible, and yeah, we'll own those masters, and you'll have to start over on your own. But the label outside of that 250 might have added another 250 to the table to to get. The marketing and the PR mm -hmm. and the promo and the radio ads and all of this different, you know, different uh, uh, anonymities that you're getting to a label and label services. So, so what's your insight on the real shift? Because everything, as we head into Web three, is transitioning to a decentralized method, right? So now you can—I don't know the full process, but. You can upload your own music, right? So you don't have to have a label. You don't necessarily need them to do your marketing, right? So what has been watching some of that transition, because you've been in the game for a long time, what, is, what has it been like watching that transition from, hey, everybody has to do this for you, to now you can do a lot of it yourself? I mean, it, it just comes down to understanding how to run your own machine. So a lot of artists are more comfortable with signing to a label and saying, hey, I just just tell me what dates I need to be where. I want to be here at 8 p.m. I got a show, da-da-da. These are my rehearsal times, da-da-da-da-da. My stylist is provided. I got all of the clothes I need, da-da-da-da. And some people really put in the work, like, for instance, a Drake or a Rihanna. These are people who get deals and they don't really, they have the team to handle everything that they need. Mm -hmm. All they have to do is be the creative that they are and want to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But you have to deliver and it's a deal. Like, okay, I'll put three million up on you. But if I put three million up on you and you're not doing the work, you're not going to be able to recoup and you end up, as opposed to this same three million I give this guy, he's busting his ass. Mm -hmm. He becomes the next Drake. Everybody is hating and laughing and this and that. Oh, he ain't this and that, da, da, da. He understands what he needs. 
a lot of labels came to Drake when he had a deal. He made himself hot before he even needed a label. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, Cash Money, Universal, Epic, Def Jam, Warner, Atlantic, da 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 da. What do I need? Okay, he knew he needed street credit. Mm -hmm. So he went with Cash Money. Yeah. Lil Wayne, I have a relationship with Lil Wayne. This this is, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can write records for, and he's gonna bring me out. Like, imagine this is the greatest rapper alive. So imagine getting brought out by the greatest rapper alive. Yeah. So you got to understand and, and, and do the research on what you want and what you need. And saying, you know, a lot of people can get in a room right now with the biggest executives, but they're not, what kind of deal do you want? And they ask you that one question and you're like, well, uh, I just, uh. Yeah, I need the bag. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to be prepared for that meeting. And the people who are prepared, you know, that's the opportunity. It, it, it presents itself in those situations. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So you got to be prepared in those in those situations when opportunity does present itself. Yeah. What's some some exciting things you guys got going on right now, or that you got you guys got coming up? Well, um, right now I have my F1 cosmetic skincare line. Mm -hmm. um, this skincare we have face face wash, um, hydrating mist, moisturizer. Um, mostly I really like to cater to black skin and what we need and what I've experienced to do good on my skin um, and others you know I, I tested and, and went through products for like I started when I had blessings so she's four now and I just put it out I think last year so I was testing products for a good couple of years yeah. before I even put them out um, then I just uh, put out a, a body oil, and it sold out. I was so excited hey, about that. So yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And this is right after you just had your second child, right? Right. So what I did was uh, I was pregnant walking around the house, and Blessing was getting her hair braided. And shout out to Meek Little. She was braiding Blessing hair. And she was like, you don't have no stretch marks on your stomach? I was just walking around pregnant around the house. And I said, no. She was like, what you put on your skin? I said, I got my little concoction I do every time. You know, I did it last time I was pregnant, and I do it every single night when I'm pregnant, and I just don't get none. So she was like, you need to share that with the world. I was like, you know what? You're right. And I started working on it, working on it, working on it while I was pregnant with my second child. And I put it out, and... I put out a video, big and swole, pregnant. I was yeah. like, I'm kind of embarrassed, but I mean, people want to see yeah, you your real yeah, element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I just went on and put it out, and I sold out, and I'm restocking next week, so hey. I'm excited about that. I went and did a nice big photo shoot for it and everything, so that's that's the biggest thing I'm working on. Music, I'm always working on. That's my, my love. I love music. I'm always going to rap. I rap when I feel like it. That's what I tell them. I rap when I feel like it. The pen is very strong, so I'm working on a project, a whole album. Okay. So that's that's real, and I'm and I'm actually working on a reality show, my own. Okay. okay shout out to you. Yes. So hey. tell them stay tuned for that. They've been saying they want to see me again. Y'all gonna see me again. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor, leave us a five-star review, and if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.